This is an ABC podcast. Ahoy! Kaya Hanley here. As you get on board another Newcastle Hunter catch-up. It is low tide right now, so we haven't timed this perfectly, but for the wind uh, that's going to take us through Matuku, we need to go right now. We're on the high seas today with a Newcastle local and his Swedish partner as they take to the ocean of pirates and paradise. Give me one more pun here. Let's set sail. I was just on a walk past the fish markets in Newcastle where all the boats are moored, some with masts, some with motors, some pretty cool names like Seaflake, Gandalf, all of them definitely out of my price range. But I'm kind of daydreaming. What would it be like to just jump in a boat and go, leave, explore, get off the grid, you know? Fiji, which we went to, they don't have internet. They don't mm-hmm. have, they don't have accessibility to, you know, talking to people. They're really villages mm-hmm. in the far out of middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's incredible to to show our experiences, show the world, kind of those people, mm-hmm. um, and for those people to kind of, we kind of show them a few videos, and uh, yeah, they they get to see what we're doing as well. That's Kieran Wise, who with partner Isabel Nee has taken you with them as they've made my little daydream their reality. So we're going to move closer to Matuku, which is an island towards the mainland. Um, I've been told there's surf there. We've always had it like scheduled in to go. So we're going to head there and see if we can get some waves and eventually head back to the mainland. We've had a great time in Fulonga and Ongea now. Um, This place is just so deserted, so remote. Um, remote. We love it. Yo, dating in Newcastle is hard. So how does a bloke from Newey Meet a gal from Sweden. Well, um, we actually have a friend in common, so she introduced us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was supposed to come for a two-week sail, and um, he charmed me, and uh, <laughs> we <laughs> sailed around the world. <laughs> and, uh, I can cook pretty well. I think maybe that was <laughs> something. Yeah. I think I'd go a bit crazy on my own. Oh, we just love a sweet meat cute. Part of me thinks, though, it's a pretty lonely life, out on the high seas, just the two of you. Turns out there's a tight-knit sailing community. They're doing it because they love it, and they're doing it because they're doing their dream. And it gives them a certain happiness, which you don't really see, you know, in, in many industries when, you have to, when you're tied down to a job, you know, which you have to do. Everybody who's a sailor who's out there is enjoying life, and mm-hmm. they want to do it, you mm-hmm. know, and they've, they've saved up their money or they've retired or they've done that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And they're just, they're on another level, and it's kind of everybody works off each other, and it's just an incredible community to be a part of. I'm glad you mentioned money because the first thing stopping me commandeering one of these boats docked here in Honeysuckle is not my debilitating seasickness. It's how would I live? How would I afford to live for months and months at sea? There is this whole YouTube avenue online. You know, you can get online and and make some money that way. So I decided I was going to try and hammer that, you know, try and get the, the videos out. And for the first 12 months, it was a bit of a struggle, but finally it caught on and, and we were able to sail self-sufficiently around the world just on making videos. An influencer's life, even on the high seas, is all about showcasing the best parts of life. But Kieran says there's been some hairy moments too, including pirates. We've had a few scares um, when you're hundreds of miles off the coast and there's a powerboat coming straight at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we, we talk to other cruisers, we talk to other people in the industry, you know, sailing where we're sailing. We find out where the bad spots are and we just avoid them. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. 
No pirates on dry land. Enjoy finding your land legs again, Isabel and Kieran. We all know about the great work foster carers do in our community. And Newcastle and the Hunter always need more. If you've been thinking about it, or maybe it's never really crossed your mind, we're going to introduce you to Dan. Look, that's not his real name, but he's helping protect kids and he'd like you to know why. There were children we came across that um, basically we just wanted to take home. Yeah. Look after them. And uh, because of our own children at the time, they were too young, we just didn't feel that we had the uh, capacity to look after high-needs children in the foster care system or all those kids we're actually working with, although it was... You know, I mean, professionally, it wasn't acceptable to do that. And uh, when it came time that our children, we thought were old enough, then we just chose to become foster carers. What a big, beautiful heart. That is so special. Dan's been caring for kids with his partner for some time, and his background probably gives you insight as to why. Well, it's a number of reasons. I come from a, um, an education background, and uh, I worked with very difficult children who um, typically came from dysfunctional families and my wife also uh, came from an educational background and then she moved into a, um, a welfare background working with kids in accommodation units again the same issue. Hard work doesn't come easy but gradually Dan and his partner sees improvements in these kids lives. It's a roller coaster experience of um, you know a whole lot of lovely lovely things that happen and um, a whole lot of uh, hard things that happen. But I don't think it's any different to being a normal parent. Um, You come across those hardships and then you um, have to work out uh, different ways to deal with them and help the children grow. And when you see the the little gains, they're not not little, they're they're massive gains. That just gives you heart and it just... um, you just grow yourself out of that. Oh, I love that honesty, that openness. And while it is that roller coaster, Dan's also really upfront about the rewards. Yeah, I would. I mean, you really have to look at your own life and, and see if you have the capacity to um, deal with these these things. And you have to be very open to talking to um, talking to clinicians, case managers, and so on just to meet the needs of the children that you care for. But, yeah, it's a wonderful experience. Think you're up for it? There are so many different types of foster care as well. So if you're keen, simply search it with your area name and good luck. That's the catch-up for today. I'm Kaya Handley. I'll be back with you tomorrow.